It's time to enter the Nerd Zone. What's up, everybody? This is Jay. And this is Pete. And you have entered the Nerd Zone. Pete, we have some guests in the Nerd Zone today. Wait, let me guess who they are. Go right ahead. Okay, is it Batman and Robin? No, better than that. Better than that. Better than that. Doc and Doc and Marty. Oh my God, way better than that. Okay, yeah, tell me who it is. We have joining us from the Nerd and Me podcast, John and Alan. What's up, guys? Woo! What's up? What's up? Hey, is this the first time we've been on your show? This has yes, this is the first time that you've been on this show. Yes, that first is correct. and last. Bazinga! <laughs> <laughs> so this show is actually it's a special show because it's actually a continuation of a series that um, Pete and I did over on the Nerd and Me podcast, uh, where we talked about great '80s heroes. Today, the four of us are going to discuss some of the greatest '80s villains. <laughs> All righty. Well, the guests are here. We'll let them go first. So. Alan, you are first. What is your first pick for best 80s villain? Here is my pick for... Well, thank you for the invite, guys. It's it's nice to finally be on your show. We've been we've been podcasting for over three years, and for the first time, you've, you've invited us. Bastards. Oh, can we cuss on your show? No more saying cuss words, guys! It's inappropriate and violent! But you just did, so keep going. Oh. <laughs> you gotta do. Oh, and spoiler alert for 40-year-old movies. Spoiler alert for all these 80s horror uh, villains. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Jonathan and I were from the Nerd Me Podcast, and I will now give you my first villain. And, and that's our talk. show, folks. Time's up. Just kidding. Go ahead, Alan. Oh, okay, okay my, my first villain is Jaws. That freaking huh? shark that that like scared the crap out of me. Till this day, I have phobias of swimming in the ocean because of it. Never saw it. Okay, th- that's that's got to be a joke right there. That you never saw Jaws. I hate horror movies. <laughs> I want to know why the eighties start in nineteen seventy-seven for Alan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what well, I want. Well, he's he's had a couple of movies. There's one rule. Yeah, but the others are awful, dude. Jaws, the ones Still that come in the eighties are awful. <laughs> All right, let's just slide, Alan. Go ahead, Alan. Wait a minute. Pete, or do you mean Jaws from Moonraker? That's yes, what I thought. Pete's I thought it was Jaws from Moonraker. No. <laughs> oh, but that's a good villain, too. But no, no, I, I meant the fishy Jaws. The fishy Jaws. Yeah, you're right. It is 1975, no, 1970. No, no. <laughs> All right, so talk about Jaws. Uh, Pete's never seen Jaws. The fishy Wait, Jaws. is that true? Yeah, all I know is getting the boat. I don't know. <laughs> that sound like okay, came right so out Jaws of the movie. Get this, this is a Spielberg film, so it's Get a, it's a boat. Run! Go! Get to the chopper! Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and Jaws is one of those cool movies where. Uh, uh, how does that movie start off? Oh, there's like this couple in the lake, and she feels like this tug on her leg, and she gets pulled down underneath for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then. 
boom, and then the shark eats him. And then everyone that goes into the into the ocean starts getting attacked by Jaws. And I think there's four Jaws films. But this this shark was terrifying. Again, till this day, if I'm in the ocean, it, it, like, it makes me all paranoid thinking something's touching my feet, you know. So I go paddle boarding a lot. And I and I hate just dangling my feet over the board because of this stupid guy. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, I remember seeing this as a kid, and for a while I was afraid to even go in a swimming pool. Just like you know, I mean, <laughs> you could see everything in there, but still, I was like, you don't know, this shark is sneaky. It's terrifying. <laughs> and like, you know, they actually had like a toy for him too, Jaws. It was like a like a Jaws shark with the mouth open, and there was like a rubber band that kind of. Oh yeah, closed his mouth, and you had like this, some sort of like harpoon thingy, and he had like garbage in his mouth. <laughs> and like he was to kind of fish out the the food out of him before it like bites you and stuff. Yeah, I think I remember that game. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because I remember rubber bands like braces, rubber bands, right? To a small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it when it clamped down, it clamped down pretty hard. Yeah, well, Joe's was scary. You know, Spielberg's credited with creating that less is more thing where because the shark didn't work, he, he didn't show it a lot. And that created the suspense of the movie. I think he created the like, wasn't it like summer blockbuster? Yeah, summer blockbuster came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did anybody ever uh, go out to Universal Studios and go on the Jaws ride? I mean, I know it's gone now, but did anybody ever get a chance to go on that? Because that was pretty scary, too. It, it's still running here in California. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. know I never I've never been on it. But you see yeah. it in like I mean it's in the opening of the A team and you see it in various movies and stuff like that. Yeah, def yeah. Yeah. One time when I was down there, uh, I got to go on it and it was it was pretty scary actually. <laughs> Even though you know it's coming, right? Even though you know it's coming, I mean there's there's a part of it where you go into these like uh like a boathouse so it's dark and then everything starts shaking and you're just like, All right, what side of the boat is this? Freaking shark gonna pop up on and just oh yeah it, it gets you yeah awesome now I gotta ask Pete is it did you not want to see because you're worried you'll be scared or is it just something you ever got around to watching no I don't like I don't like horror movies so I don't watch that stuff okay would you consider would you guys consider it a horror movie or a thriller it's kind of in between right. I, I would say it's kind of in between just because of all the suspense. I mean, you know, you see Michael Myers, you see Jason, but really to the end. I did you know. see Orca. Orca the Killer Whale. Yeah. That's kind of similar to Jaws, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's kind of like. Oh, yeah, it's just a ripoff of Jaws, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jaws, Jaws inspired a lot. There's a lot of from the late 70s, early 80s. There's. Uh, yeah, Orca, there was, like, Grizzly, there were, like, these, like, animal, wild animal attacks, you know, rip-offs of Jaws. Nowhere near as good as Jaws, though. Yeah. Never are <clears throat> as good as the original. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you guys this, that have seen it, what's your uh, favorite quote from Jaws? We're gonna need a bigger boat. Okay. I want that little, I want them strung up by their Buster Browns. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Mine's, uh, I'm not going to stand here. I want you a little Kittner boy spill out all over the dock. <laughs> then they go to cut the shark over that they think is Jaws. Oh, yeah. The Kittner yeah. boy. Just gotta There's eat. some license plates. Yeah. I think Roy yeah. Schneider was even at his, well, he was great. maybe at his Roy peak, Schneider maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So. He, he was he was all Mr. 70s. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had, uh, he had all good That's movies. what happens when you pick a 70s movie. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was it was that much into the 70s. Hey, there were those other ones. Uh, Jaws 3D with uh, Dennis Quaid, I believe, was in that one. And I did four- see it in Back to the Future. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. In the Which second Jaws movie. was that, 17 or something like that? Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> it's actually, Cubs win the World Series. Should have went back in time, put some money on the Cubbies. <laughs> All righty. Well, that's Jaws that's is a, yeah, Jaws is a pretty good pick. So, John, you are up. What is your 80s villain? All right. My 80s villain is one that just beat the living snot out of one of the biggest heroes of the 80s and 70s album. Um, <laughs> this guy came up from nothing. He built himself into a wrecking machine. And he saw what he wanted, and he went and took it. And he killed an old man in the process. I'm talking about Clubber Lang. Damn. Nice. Lang. This guy had the cojones to go to a statue dedication for Rocky and call him out in front of the press. Not only did he call him out, he came on to Adrian at the same time. Show you what the real man can do. <laughs> oh, yeah. You paper champion. Uh... And then he, uh, you know, he pushes Mickey out of the way, and Mickey winds up having a coronary and dying. Then he beats the snot out of Rocky. He, he even tells him, he's like, I'm going to bust you up. Well, that's actually, I think, in the rematch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's just, uh, you know, he makes bold predictions. Right, Alan? What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Oh, yeah. What's his prediction? That's right. Bold predictions. And uh, yeah, he just does what he does, man. He sees it. He wants to be champion. He takes out the current champion and uh, gets what he wants. And he's scary, man. The dude's scary. He's mean. It's funny. I think Mr. T is well known for being a very nice guy. Um, But I think because of that movie for a long time there um, and, you know, other roles he had. But he also he had this persona of just being this really mean, nasty guy. You know, and I think he, a lot he of was vicious. His okay. training, how he spoke, he just seems like such a vicious guy. Is and he was the he, he was the first. You know, you always see the Rocky training montages. He was the first. You know, villain boxer that got a montage because yeah. they didn't really show Apollo training, but you know they showed Clubber training. Like that. That's how bad he was. Yeah, he was from where? Was he from like Detroit or something like that? Did they make a big deal with city he was from? I want to say Michigan. Right, so probably Detroit area, right? Yeah. So it was just, uh, yeah, and Mr. T's performance was great. And um, that that's probably, I mean, the Rocky, as as the Rocky moves went on, the fight scenes got more and more elaborate and more and more, like, death-defying, like the hits they were taking and giving. But I think the Rocky three fight more so than the uh, one and two fight was just kind of like uh, – the most vicious to that point. And uh, it was Dude, great. It's, it's visceral. When, when Miss, when Clubber Lang would punch Rocky, the sound you would hear is almost like, I think they overlaid like the sounds of like a, like, like a lion. Like it was like almost animalistic when he would throw his punches. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was very, uh, and he was like a true bad guy. Cause Apollo 
Paul was never a bad guy. He was just arrogant and, you know, um, didn't take Rocky seriously in the first one. In the second one, uh, you know, he wanted, he wanted to prove to the world that, you know, this, this amateur is easy, not easy to beat, but shouldn't have even gotten, shouldn't have been as close as it was. But in Rocky Three, Clubber Lang is just, he's a beast. He's, he's, a, he's a machine. I know they say that about his opponent in Rocky Four, but I think Clubber Lang is, is really that, that, that rage. He's rage. He's just pure rage. And he does a great job with it. And his name is Clubber Lang. That's a great thing. You name a kid that, he better grow up to be a boxer. <laughs> This is my favorite. I, that's his Rocky. nickname. His real name is James Lang. Is it? Yeah. No. Is it? Yeah. Billy oh. Joel Lang. <laughs> Canadian. I think. Uh, I think when we did uh, our our episode on Rocky movies and we posted it to the fans, I think Clubber Lang was named. Uh, he was like the all time uh, Rocky opponent, I believe, uh, as voted on by you, the fans. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't use someone from his lineage to be in like Creed three. Well, because if, if there's anyone that wants revenge, it would definitely been his family. Yeah. Oh yes. You know Francis Lang. <laughs> well, that's his real name. They got to give him like a cool box. Jessica Lang. <laughs> hey man, she's already got one win under her, her belt. Twas Beauty killed the beast. <laughs> she killed Kong, remember? Remember? Yeah. In that seminal 80s movie from 1976. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Clubber Lang, that's my pick. And that's a very, very good pick. Alrighty, so Pete, I'm going to turn it over to you. Who is your 80s villain? Alright, my favorite villain of all time who beat up John's favorite hero of all time, who? Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, know this, this 77, yeah. but he wasn't 80 and 83 <laughs> as well. I thought about him. Was he is he really would you really consider him a bad guy? Because he he does oh, have some yes. He's he all in the personification <laughs> of evil. I find your lack of faith disturbing. He's got no uh, shame. But there's still He's... good in him. Alan, he hates sand. <laughs> what kind of good person hates sand? He broke Padme's heart. Oh yeah, that's right. Literally. You're breaking in the, the heart. In the 80s, uh, I mean, Darth Vader was, he, you know, he was scary. He, he didn't look like a typical villain. He was a, a robot, whatever you want to call it at this moment in time. But, uh, you know, he was vicious. I mean, you see it in that first scene where he's taking out everybody on the Leia ship, and it just continues from there. He had no mercy. I know it's the wrong TV show, but no mercy. <laughs> mercy for the weak. Yeah, he definitely he definitely practices that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, he he definitely. No, I think it's just Jedi where he kind of starts getting soft. He's he's, uh, yeah, like P said, you look at Star Wars and he's just going through the rubbles like nobody's business. And even in Empire, um, you know, you know, didn't show it, but you know, just walking through Echo Base on Hoth, he had to cut down quite a few people. Um, and then even even going up against his son, he was ready to kill Luke. He was ready to kill Luke. That's I mean, just just think of the opening of, of the first Star Wars movie, like when he steps foot like onto the screen. You're just you're not thinking like uh, you know, there might be some good in this guy. You're just like oh my oh my god, that's evil right there. Yeah, he was badass on that pod race. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he was a good pod racer, sure. <laughs> yeah, so Darth Vader, uh, I you know, it's hard to find another one that's as evil and I can think of a couple, yeah. But uh, Darth Vader is the best. So yeah, Jason, no, I, um, your turn. Jay, your turn. My turn. Alrighty, yes, so sure. so you know, much like uh John's villain there, you know, my villain also decided to beat up on a little Italian boy from Philadelphia. Um, you know, and he was most definitely the personification of evil because at the time the movie came out, we still kind of had the Cold War going on. So, of course, I'm talking about the man who said, I must break you, Ivan Drago. I mean, I mean, Clover Lang is, is, is a great opponent, but to me, Ivan Drago is just, I mean, he was an unstoppable force. Uh, he really had no qualms about killing people in the ring as he did to Apollo Creed. I mean, th- this guy was just, he was a movie villain because he was a Rocky opponent and he was Russian. So it was like a double whammy. Yeah, it was like Rocky meets Red Dawn. <laughs> Wolverines. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, I get the whole Jago thing. It's just uh, my thing for Clubber was, he, like I said before, he's just rage personified. And he, I think. Clubber Lang scared me more than, than Drago, but Drago was a machine, and he was he was bred, <laughs> he was born and bred to be like the best boxer in the world. Like, what was his? Anybody remember his pounds per square inch in his in his in his punch? It's like some crazy number. It's like twelve hundred pounds per square inch. Yeah, what the hell? Is the that? guy's like the guy goes. Well, what does that mean? Whatever he hits, it breaks. So how, you know what I never understood? Head. How is it when he fights? When Rocky fights Clubber Lang, Rocky's face is like mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And then he fights Ivan, and he's looking pretty good <laughs> afterwards. He doesn't look that beat up. But clearly, he was rocking his brain. It, it, was, it was that training. It was, it was the training where, you know, uh, Apollo's former manager took over and said, we're not going to train a box. You know how to box. Um, just do a bunch of exercises to uh, a Survivor <laughs> song, and we're good. And then he just kept telling them, no pain. No pain, no pain, no pain. Yeah, it's running on the beach. Or was that Clubber Lang's fight? I can't remember. That was Clubber Lang's uh, fight. This, oh, this was, fight. Yeah, this was uh, climbing a mountain. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, and Drago. All right, so Drago, here's the thing. Clubber kills Mickey outside the ring. Clubber kills Apollo inside the ring. Oh. Yeah. And Rocky's guilty because he, he didn't throw in the towel when he should have. But in fairness, yeah. Dra- Drago actually killed the guy where... Clobber just like yelled at the old man, like you know, like he well, was telling you off his lawn. He said, "Screw you." <laughs> he shoved them, didn't he? Shove them? Dude, yeah, I don't he, know. He, he, sho- yeah. he shoved them, but I mean, you know, possible. Drago put his fist through uh, Apollo Creed. You know, <laughs> true. I mean, they're both listen. They're both they're both badass individuals. Uh, I'm not going to deny it. And also, I had Clubber Lang on my list, so I had to scratch him off. So, yeah. <laughs> last minute replacement. So, <laughs> no, it's fine. I think oh no, I, I picked Clubber because I thought you, you you called Drago before. That's my. <laughs> that wasn't real. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> you know real Clubber Lang. Drago. All righty, so we're going to go back around the horn for round two. So, Alan, you're up. Who is your other 80s villain? Let's take it way back to 1973 because I can't follow the rules. So you get nothing. You lose. 
Good day, sir. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gotta be kidding. it's the Godfather, isn't it? <laughs> it's Popeye Doyle. Who? <laughs> Where's the script? Does anybody follow the script? 1973. Yeah, can you figure it out? 1973. Who do you think it is? I can't figure you out. Well, how can I figure that out? <laughs> Who's the bad guy in 1973? Um, oh, Indiana God. Jones wasn't around, so it's not the Nazis. Is it the Nazis? Because they were around in 73. No, this person. I bet you Pete didn't see this because this is a horror movie. This is uh, Reagan McNeil. This is Linda Blair's uh, The Exorcist. God, that's yeah, evil. Definitely. My that's, next choice is the Confederate the Army from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. These are the things that came to mind when I was making this list. How is she a villain? I had no idea. She's a possessed child. How is she yeah, a villain? I mean, the, the devil would really be the villain in that one. Yes, yeah. I think the devil's a good bad guy. So, uh, yeah. well, I, I'm glad you think the devil's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> what else no, with that opinion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Zone guys. We didn't mean to bring the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it. We love the controversy. Fine. No, all right, so all right, so Alan, go ahead. Tell, 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 tell us that's, why. That's uh, your headline. The devil's the bad guy. <laughs> this episode, let, let, the guys discussed. Let, let him defend his point. Let, let him let him defend it. Go ahead. So why why is um oh, yeah. Linda Blair? Why is the devil a bad guy? <laughs> Yes, Reagan. I don't remember how old she's supposed to be in the movie. Maybe 12. She's a young kid. She gets possessed by the devil and stuff. And then she takes on the two priests who she actually, spoiler alert, right? She kills the two priests. And she's just, it's its evil. And I think what makes it so creepy is, is, is the fact that it's just this innocent young little girl, you know? And to see all the horrors that she turns into. Of course, it's not her fault, you know? But to, to see the devil work through her is downright creepy it's got to be the till this day it's still the scariest movie i've ever seen and i struggle to watch it today you know there's this person on youtube i forget her name but she's like oh she does like she's like one of those millennials that watches like the old movies and stuff it's fantastic she she watched it in her closet and the sheer terror on her face is exactly how I feel when I when I watch that movie. It's such a scary movie. And yeah, I think the devil is a great villain. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll say that I I, I still think to this day, and I, I love watching horror movies. This is a movie that still scares me today. Like I can't watch that by myself in the dark. I mean, it's you know, it still holds up to this day as one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It's gotta be. I, I didn't realize it was 73 until I just looked it up right now. For some reason, I thought it was, it was a little bit later than that. But, yeah, they don't make movies like that anymore. Alan's next pick will be from the 60s. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I said it. I think we did a, an episode on, on scary movies. And I said I saw The Exorcist once in my life, and I saw it as an adult. And it literally disturbed me. Like, I couldn't sleep well for three days after it. It was not that scare me, it just disturbed me. And I refused to watch that movie again. It's so freaky, man. And not, you know, considering it's early 70s, it's really good horror. It might be a reason why I don't watch horror movies today. I just can't. Oof, scary. It's horrible. And they did uh, like a re release a couple years ago where they have Reagan going down the stairs like oh. upside down backwards. And that scene alone freaked freaks me, me out. out. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my God, it's terrible. Yeah, so that yeah, the the devil is a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's a pretty good villain. Usually right. yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. 
All right, so John, uh, I'm just going to guess. Like, so your pick is going to be like the Black Plague for for your villain, or uh, <laughs> yeah, who, 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 who's your next villain? It's too easy. Um, my next villain. Uh, I'm trying to decide. I have, I have two. From I have two. Um, I'm going to go with Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber from Die Hard One. The guys, he brought class to the title bank robber. <laughs> Just a great. He was suave for a bank. He was. Guy. He was suave. He was classy. He was single-minded. He had no qualms killing people. Um. Uh, to get what he wanted, and he was very smart and tricking. Well, no, they tricked John McClane, but he would have pulled it off. It's, he's like a Scooby Doo villain. He would have pulled it off if it wasn't for that John McClane. <laughs> you know, he had, he had planned everything down uh, to the minute of, you know, making sure the police came, the FBI came. He brought rocket launchers for the helicopters, and uh, yeah, he just didn't plan for John McClane, and uh, that's the only reason he didn't get away with his grand heist. Plus, he was German. It was make for good bad guys. Very true. And I mean, it was played by Alan Rickman, who is probably, you know, an awesome character actor. So, I mean, he, he just really brought that character to life. Oh, yeah. I think it was his first major American movie, right, film. Um, yeah, he did. He just did a great job with it. He was one of those villains where he was really, you know, like a bad guy. But he was one of those villains that was that I liked, too. You know, like, you know, there's some villains that you just despise, like, uh, oh, that, what's that? Yeah. The the dude from Game of Thrones, what's that little kid's name? Joffrey? Joffrey. Okay, so that, I know that's, you know, reason. That's a villain where, like, I was so glad that kid died, because I could not, he was just such a mean person. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) No, you're right, and he was charismatic, so you kind of liked him, you know, you kind of... I'm glad they did it, but it would have been nice if they had brought him back for uh, for one of the sequels, like he somehow survived the fall out of the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was charismatic. He kind of liked them. I, I personally like the twist that he wasn't a terrorist, because, you know, it's just nice to know that people out there don't really have grand ideas. They just want money. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And just the whole crew he put together, the, the computer guy, um, the ballet dancer, um, you know, what was the guy's name? Oh, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's the one that gave him the machine gun first. Um, the guy that he writes, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Um, it was his brother. Well, even, even, well, even the scene where they have John McClane trapped and, and instead of going after him, he's just like, you know, he knows he has no shoes on, so he's like, shoot out the glass. Yeah. Because n- knowing that McLean had a, you know, if he wanted to come out and help, he'd have to pretty much walk, a claw, walk across a room full of glass. I mean, it's pretty nasty. Hey, you talk about cringy scenes. That that scene where, where John McLean's pulling that piece of glass out of his foot, I still struggle watching that. <laughs> so evil bad guy is glass. You mean right the, uh, the Samuel devil. L. Jackson character, or huh? Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> character from the M. Night Shyamalan movies, Glass? No. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, that was the silly me. That's that was in the in the seventies. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hans is a 
he and I like when he fools John McClane or almost fools John McClane with his American accent. Oh yeah, when uh, McClane finds him. Yeah, when McClane don't finds shoot him. me! No, you're one of them. That's just insight as to what the real actor thought of Americans. Yeah. Don't shoot me! Oh, righty. Huh, <laughs> not method. <laughs> Good one. All right, Pete. So who is your second 80s villain? Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story first. And this is why I don't like horror films. When I was a kid, I had uncles that tortured me. Like, really bad. Oh, my God. So um, the one, this, the reason I'm picking this character is because... They tied me up and made me watch this movie. And then they did some other things, horrible things. Uh, but Jason from Friday the 13th. The first no. one? I'm sorry? No, no. I was saying, no, That's that's he is definitely a bad guy. Go ahead. So I'll tell you why. Okay, I didn't really remember watching the movie. Like, I didn't really pay attention to the movie. But I know there's a scene in that movie where he jumps through a window when the two people are sitting on the bed. So when I was a kid, I had my room in the basement and my uncle dove through the back window on top of me when I was sleeping right after they made me watch that movie. So that's why I don't like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see why. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was just an unstoppable killing machine and just almost kind of like a Darth Vader. I mean, you see him, you're like, yeah, that's pretty evil. I don't know that I've seen any of those movies all the way through. Any of the Friday the 13th. They're all the movies. same. It's just, it just, they put a different number next to it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although Kevin Bacon is in the first one. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Is Kevin it? Bacon? I thought it was. Uh... Okay. <laughs> I was I, John I, get these, I get these movies confused with with you know between Jason and and uh, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. And, and you know all these they all you know hockey mask or William Shatner mask. Oh, Michael Myers too. Michael, Michael Myers, Myers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, I, uh, I was saying I can't really talk about the movies because I haven't seen them, but maybe that's how scary he is. I wouldn't watch the movies. So. Well, I'll go for the blood and guts moves. That's all. Yeah, I don't think you would want to run into him in a dark alley. Yeah, he's 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 pretty evil. <laughs> or in space, didn't he go to space at one point? He yeah, there space. was a space one. You can't get away from the guy. He invaded Manhattan. Um, yeah, he there's a. Took on Freddy. Uh, he did I take mean, on it's... Freddy, which was a very funny film. <laughs> Just some weird crap. I, I, and the reason why I picked him because he scared the hell out of me. I mean, there's so many great villains, but um, you know, I just hit it's that that second movie, and that's the one I remember uh, the most because his his mother came back or something like that. But it was it was pretty scary. Mother. And uh, <laughs> not Martha, mother. But um, so yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. You, Jay? Alrighty, so my last pick um, is probably from one of my favorite Star Trek films of all time. Um, it's it's not from the 1977 one, so it's not V'ger. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> it's from The Wrath of Khan, and that would be Khan Noonien Singh. I mean, 
watching, first of all, like I said, one of my favorite Star Trek films of all time, and just the hatred he had for James T. Kirk and the lengths he went to to get his revenge, or try to get his revenge, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, he was willing willing to risk everything. I mean, at the end, he was going to risk his crew. He was going to pretty much sacrifice himself just knowing that he was going to kill Kirk. And, I mean, I don't know, it's, it says bad guy to me. I mean, that was a great film, too. Yeah, like I said, definitely one of my favorite Star Trek films. And, you know, just that scene where, uh, you know, he's taunting Kirk and, and Kirk just screams, you know, come on! I just love it. Love it. I think of all the Star Treks, that's probably the only, for, for me, the, the only rewatch, rewatchable one, I think. It is enjoyable, especially at the end of the movie. Hey, what was his deal? I can't remember. Why was Khan so pissed off at Captain Kirk? What was his deal? So back in the original series, they found uh, they found a ship from like Earth's history that had all these superior beings on it, led by Khan. They tried to take over the Enterprise. Kirk bested him and then kind of like exiled him to a planet. So when this film opens up, you learn that there was like a supernova or something nearby that turned the planet pretty much into a desert wasteland and. You know, Khan was like, yeah, Kirk abandoned us here pretty much to die. So when he had the chance, uh, he, he wanted his revenge. Wow. I mean, played by Ric- R- Ricardo Montalban. I mean, I think, you know, he, he, he it was it was kind of like the battle of the hammy, cheesy actors between him and um, and Shatner. Uh, and I think that's just why it's such a great film. I, I disagree. I think that both their acting was spectacular. I think it's. Kirk's finest, not Kirk, what's his name, Shatner's finest moment as an actor. I think it's it's incredible. <laughs> is it true that Ricardo Montalban had like a fake chest, like he wore like a prosthetic like chest muscles? That's the rumor. I don't know if it was ever confirmed. I, I don't know that. It's a Fantasy Island suit. That's all I know. <laughs> I also heard a rumor too that that was not his real hair. What? Yeah. Him yeah. or Shatner, right? Him, yeah, I was going to say him or Shatner. <laughs> I heard this crazy rumor that they didn't really film it in space. <laughs> what? I know. No, no, that, that's can't trust anything. No. Can't trust anything out of Hollywood. They filmed it in the 70s. In space. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, because that's when we made first contact with Vulcan. I mean, that's how we discovered, you know, Mr. Spock, who who went by the name Leonard Nimoy. I mean, we all know that's a cover up. Did he write a book on bad babies, how to raise babies? <laughs> well, that's that's the personality that he stole. You know, he stole Doctor Spock's personality. It's it's a whole thing. You know, <sighs> that's why he did in search of like to, to to try to get you know suspicion thrown off of him. He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna point out some other conspiracy theories, not not the Star Trek one. No, no, no. All right. He goes deep. <laughs> That's right. We do. Any dark horse pick? Does anybody have a, a pick that wasn't mentioned or uh you know, any any kind of dark horse picks for eighties villains? Well, I'm gonna give you guys a a list of top five lists of Alrighty. the strongest, strongest eighties villains. Okay. 
Hulk like strong. as in like strong, like bench press strong. You mean no, as in like as strong as character wise. Oh, like, okay. okay, strong. Number five. Hope not strongest. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> Number five. Number five. Okay. <laughs> Number, Number one better four. be Satan. <laughs> 70 Satan is number four. Um, number four is General Zod from Superman 2. Actually, I actually considered him. I, I, I did like have Zod. him on my list. Yeah, Zod, Zod, Zod was great. Yeah. That's such a good movie, Superman 2. Uh, before Zod. Oh, I love General. Care to step outside? Kill him! Ah, I love it. <laughs> number three, The <laughs> Thing. I never saw the thing. So I, I didn't know. either. Jay, have you seen it? You've seen. I've seen. Stuff. Yeah, I saw like the '50s one, and I saw the Kurt Russell one. I mean, the Kurt Russell one was was amazing. And I think that's, yeah, that's the Kurt Russell movie I've never seen. That is, you know, if you're really not a fan of like horror and gore, yeah, yeah, probably you should stay away because it, it, a lot of jump scares, um, a lot of great creature effects and everything so if, if if that's really not your thing i could see why you you didn't watch it number two pinhead mm. uh, i never mm-hmm. got to watch movies Meh. that's another one that had like 35 movies with I 10 different so. pinheads hellraiser right yeah hellraiser yeah yeah the first one was good hey pete did we meet pinhead or was he at one of the shows we were at no, uh, yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, and number one, I don't even take a guess, but not who you think it is. Satan? Gozer. Gozer from. No way. No way. Better than Vader? Stronger character than Vader? Oh, my Lord. Yes. <laughs> who is that? Is that a ranker list? Not a, right, not a ranker list. I, I won't I won't say their name because I don't want anybody to Sh- not listen to read them anymore. That's like cbr.com. Oh, the worst. The worst. The worst <laughs> of the best. Fifteen was twenty-five. Goes on because I wouldn't even have thought of that as because it's kind of like a comedy. So I don't know. Yeah, Gozer's really got any screen time. The dogs do more damage than Gozer. Slimer does more damage than Gozer. <laughs> the female Ghostbusters did more damage <laughs> to the franchise. Um, yeah. All right. Well, my dark horse is Mrs. Fratelli from uh, The Goonies because she scared me when I was a kid. Yeah, that actress, that actress that yeah. played her because she was also in Throw Mama from the Train. She was she was a creepy lady. Or just the Fratellis as a whole because don't they they kill don't they kill actual people in that movie? Yeah. Um, oh, there is a murder. No, yeah, the Fratellis, like, did they kill a cop or something like that? They just do something that was like, I'm like, oh my god, they killed them. It's a kid's movie. Well, I yeah. think they were they were gonna kill the Goonies. Yeah, but you know, the Goonies won because you know they're the Goonies. It's, it was yeah. their time down. They should win until they got up there because it was their time up there. But the Goonies' time down there. Down where? Down here. She was number 24 on that list, by the way. This is Vitaly? Yeah. Uh, worse than Biff, but not... Who's number 23? Who's better than her? Who was... Oh, sorry. I just pulled it down here. Actually, Pete, I'm surprised you didn't put Biff on your list. Well, I was trying to pick things that weren't, you know, 
Back to the Future related. Come boring. People don't like it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Spoiler alert, you even left Marty off your heroes list. Well, he's kind of a bad guy, too, though. Taking the, all that, you know, trying to st- make money off of it. He so. did create his own problem, too. That's true. Uh, Bradley uh, Wesley from Roadhouse. Come on. That Seriously? old guy. That was... See, that was the problem I had with that movie is, is, is uh, what's his name there? Patrick Swayze's beating everybody up. And the last villain's this old guy that's kicking his butt. And I was like, really? Did anybody Patrick play Sw- him? Who played him? I didn't see it. Anybody famous? I don't remember. Play the old guy? I don't remember. What was Gary Busey a bad guy in? Lethal Weapon. Movie. The first Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yeah. Right. Anything else? Under Siege. Under oh, Siege. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Tommy, no, Jones, but, Tommy Lee Jones pretty, played a pretty decent villain in that one, in Under Siege. Yeah. yeah. You know, no one mentioned Terminator or The Predator or Alien. You really kept away from the really big baddies, huh? I like it. I like it. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I had General Zod as, as one of my Dark Horse picks. Um, I, th- I thought he was a great... Just his, him and his whole crew, I mean... They were pretty bad, and uh, I think I like the original, like the Terran Stamp one, much better than the Man of Steel General Zod. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else? Any other Dark Horse picks at all? I have um, 2017's Ryan Johnson. How he killed like the whole franchise of Star Wars. How do you how do you go from having like a beloved franchise and in one swift move he freaking killed it? Oof. Hell yeah. got, got political, too. Huh? Mm. Tell you, I'm, Dude, glad, I'm glad you're getting this out of the system on their show because <laughs> we can't afford the hit in losing of listenership that this is going to cost. Don't worry, we'll cut it out. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. That's right. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you got to think this dude supposedly was supposed to do the. Wasn't he supposed to do the, the the last movie as well as he was given like three other movies after, right? The Star Wars run. He was going to get his own, and the Game of Thrones guys were going to get their own trilogy, but... Uh, they haven't, those... they, they've announced the Game of Thrones guys aren't doing the trilogy, but they haven't announced that Ryan Johnson isn't doing his. But they've also... They haven't said that he is either. Exactly. Correct. They, just kinda, yeah. they just left him floating in space. Right. And, and to, t- to kill one of the greatest heroes, Luke Skywalker, to kill his character the way that, that he did, I mean... They painted his 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 character like totally incorrect, and that's what pisses me off. Well, don't forget he also yeah. Well, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> no, do, go get into it. Well, they yeah, killed Admiral, well. They killed Admiral Akbar too in such a crappy way, and then you had Mary Poppins Leia, <laughs> and then you had bombs dropping in space where they're so gravity. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Mama your Mama jokes coming from Poe Dameron and uh, making Hux look like a total. I mean. Remember, Hux is the guy that gave this huge speech at Rise of Skywalker, uh, Force Awakens, that revs everybody up, and then, you know... He's doing they make no him a fool. They make him a dang fool. <laughs> and I pity the fool. Yeah. Well, we did three hours on it on our show, so if you want to <laughs> go back to... Uh, you know I mean? Find Still upsets me. When he flips the, the lightsaber over his shoulder, you're like... I've been waiting how many years? I mean, how many months for this? It was depressing. 
So that's my villain. That's a, my dark horse villain right there. And that's great how we, you know, we all decided to pick 80s villains and <laughs> none of them were in the 80s. That's I know. <laughs> Alan, I thought this was a situation where it's one by everybody knows the rules, but apparently you don't know the rules. <laughs> Wait a minute. Alan's the villain of this podcast. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> what? Spoiler it's a, alert! Twist ending. <laughs> he ruined. He's the He sees dead people. Alan slowly walking away with a regular gait, as opposed to the limp we've known he's had for twenty. Years. <laughs> <laughs> he's our Kaiser Soze. Well, Pete and I definitely want to thank Alan and John for coming on, and I definitely think we're going to have you guys back on because you you really make the show a hell of a lot more interesting. So, before we wrap things up, where can they find you guys? And just go ahead and the eight hundred things you're involved in. Go ahead and plug them. Us. You well, was- you can find us on Facebook at Nerdemy Podcast, Instagram Nerdemy. Twitter, Nerdemy Podcast, YouTube, bros, we've been on fire on YouTube with the Nerdemy Podcast. We're, we're, we're having our regular audio shows into YouTube videos, and Jonathan's been putting uh, a whole bunch of crap up on there, too. Action hey. figures, comic books. I got my bow whip, dude. My real Indiana Jones bow whip is on there, so I have my review on that. What kind of review? Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Uh, yeah, you can find... Instead of doing your day jobs... You guys are doing this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, did we not make that clear? I'm like. <laughs> and uh, what's going on over in Mom's Basement? Um, Mom's Basement Collectibles on Instagram. It's my uh, Instagram. That's kind of tied into the Nerd Me Instagram. And I just post pictures of comic books that I've been collecting since 1984 or, I don't know, 1977. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm also posting. Um, I'm trying to post some cool questions in my my story too. I, I think I'm coming up with some pretty decent ones. So yeah, check me out. I'm Mom's Basement Collectibles. Check Alan out at Doctor Indiana Jones and Doctor Indiana Jones Junior. Also on the IG. Yeah, yeah right like- now we are going back to recreate Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have twenty plus people participating. I just had someone submit something. This is cool. So. Belloc is a French archaeologist, and there's this French actress who is doing a scene for me, and she's like, well, you know Belloc's a guy. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear you do the line, and she sent me the video this morning. I was blown away. I was like, I, I, you do realize I can't pay you. you know? <laughs> this, is, this is just for fun and stuff, and she she's taking it. She's going all in on it, so I'm, I'm stoked. So uh, it's it, it's coming along, but it's this is a huge project. I don't know if I should have done this. And that French actress' name is Marianne Cotard. <laughs> it really is a shame you guys have nothing to plug. Oh, and then um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I got the Hidden Gems podcast. We haven't done a show in like the what five now? Years. Uh, Hidden Gems. It's so hidden. They haven't done it's one. So hidden. We haven't done one. I think like the last five. episode was from the seventies, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still find classic episodes of Fat Guys in Little Coats and <laughs> Our Story, a podcast on American history, wherever you can find podcasts. Fat Guys will be back eventually. We have to be able to travel to do something. Right. <clears throat> well, speaking of plugs, I mean, 
everywhere you find Airplanes. all those podcasts. Yeah. Well, you can find this one. You can find uh, Enter the Nerd Zone everywhere that you find all those other podcasts. Uh, we're also on Instagram as well. Uh, post pictures about the content that we talk about. So remember that this is a two-parter. Uh, the other part about 80s Heroes is over at the Nerd and Me podcast. So definitely go over there and check it out. We had just as much fun doing that one. So Alan, John, guys, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you all. Anytime. So, Pete, I guess there's only really one more thing left to say. Oh, there's one more, one more thing left to say. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> say it then. Make sure you guys are uh, shopping local, Main Street in Milltown, New Jersey. Um, check out at rally for local on Instagram. It's a great page for lo- uh, local businesses. Shop local. And yes, then there's, now there's one more le- thing left to say. That would be uh, same bad time. That would be same bad channel. Batman, the greatest hero of all time from the sixties. Try to be best, cause you're only a man.